You're now listening to Dirty Feet. Bonjour, oui, vous êtes sur les ondes des pieds sales, a.k.a. Dirty Feet podcast on No More Radio. I'm hosted by... Joanie Farrin. J.D. Papillon. Alison Burns. Stay tuned, we're going to move you... heard of Ohad Naren and his company, Batsheva Dance Company, then uh, wake up, smell the flowers. It's a, it's a great, exciting company from Israel. Today, we're going to be talking about one of his movement languages that he created called Gaga. So this has nothing to do with Lady Gaga. This is the language of Gaga that was originated from the belief in the healing, dynamic, ever-changing power of movement. And uh, who we have in studio to talk to us about this today is actually the only Canadian who is uh, certified to teach this movement style. So that's very lucky for us. We're going to be speaking with Laura Toma. Laura is a Romanian-born Canadian uh, at heart. She's done the program at the Ottawa School of Dance. She's participated in parts in Toronto. Uh, she's done the Laban School in the London in UK. And uh, lots to brag about. And I want to hear more about you, Laura, before we move on into this world of Gaga and whatnot. So please fill in the blanks. What have I left out? Ah, well, then no pressure, right? <laughs> what have you left out about myself? Yeah, my first uh, introduction to the performing arts was in theater, actually, at home in Ottawa. I was a part of the Ottawa Theater School, and um, I was primarily doing Shakespeare and a little bit of Buffon. And then after that, um, I uh, sort of, because my parents told me it wasn't a good idea to continue on that route, I went to university uh, at Carleton, and, uh, and then it was after that that I discovered that dance is actually really what I wanted to be doing. Can I ask what you were studying at Carleton? Of course. <laughs> I was studying international business. Okay. So that's uh, how the whole international bug sort of got implanted somewhere underneath my flesh. <laughs> and, um, and because of that, I spent time in Spain, and then I stayed, and then I went back and forth and back and forth. So yeah, and uh, while I was in university, actually, I uh, before really studying contemporary dance, I uh, trained as a ballroom and Latin dance instructor. <laughs> so uh, that was cool. I really miss that, actually. But uh, who knows one day. And then I went to Laban in, uh, in the UK and spent a really good informative year there and uh, got in touch with, uh, with my movement side and uh, really fell in love with it and then returned to Ottawa and then participated in the professional program at the School of Dance, which was really good. After that, I went uh, to uh, Israel and decided that I would uh, become a Gaga teacher. <laughs> Were you aware of Batsheva and Ohad Naren before you went to Israel? Was that the reason you went? 
yes, it was the reason I went. I had been introduced to Bacheva when I was in London at Sadler's Wells. I went to see one of his pieces, the first piece, and I was floored at, uh, even though I had nosebleed seats, like really, really high and squinting, but I was like, those dancers' movements totally penetrated, like through the space, like up into where I was sitting and just into my like eyesight. It was just the craziest uh, thing I had ever seen. Those those dancers, the way they moved, they were animals. Like they, there was something really unusual and powerful about about their movement. And after that, uh, someone was telling me about the way they train, and they told me they train in this method that's called Gaga, and it's really specific only to Bacheva, um, the artistic director, having created this movement language. He doesn't really like to call it a technique, so uh, it's a movement language. And from there, I decided that I would go and do a um, summer intensive with them one summer. So I went, and it was that summer that Ohad um, announced to the the audience at the uh, summer intensive that he was thinking for a very long time about uh, starting a Gaga teacher training program because uh, up until then and until now, the people who were teaching Gaga were just uh, company members, current or former. And he really, because this Gaga is his baby, he, he really wants to, to spread it and sort of leave it as his legacy in the world. So he wanted to get more people teaching it and to have it reach further around the world. So uh, with that, uh, again, he planted that seed in my mind, and I decided uh, really to to keep emailing them and finding out more. Is this really going to happen? When is it going to happen? And sure enough, um, information came out. And I went and I auditioned in New York for it with uh, one of the company members that was there at the time. You auditioned to train? I auditioned to uh, be accepted into the teacher training okay. program. And yeah, and I went there sort of blindly, not really knowing what to expect. And there was a group of about th under 30 of us, actually. And there was people from all over the world, uh, people from the States. Uh, I was only Canadian. There were quite a few uh, Europeans, a few people from Asia, and um, one or two Latin American dancers. Yeah, it was a roller coaster ride. It was the most intense nine months of uh, of training in dance and in movement that I've ever had, like on such a deep level, deeper than than any other training I had done. And uh, it really changed me. And I'm so happy to be able to teach it, but I'm also so fortunate to have it as inside of me now. And it's really a part of me. And and I, I feel really blessed to, to know and to understand Gaga. But, uh, but of course, I'm very excited to share it with, with people. Now that I live here in Montreal, I really, really want to reach out to as many dancers. And not only dancers either. We can talk about that after. But there's two <laughs> kinds of Gaga. There's Gaga for people, as in regular, ordinary people, not uh, trained or or anyone who has uh, studied dance. Um, and then there's Gaga for dancers. So, yeah, the thing with it, though, is that over here, not very many people know about Gaga. So uh, I guess it's great to be on your show so I can preach, the word uh, preach my thing. <laughs> I do have one distinction I want to make um, or clear up. Does Gaga encompass all of Ohad Naren's choreography, or is it the base, training base, where his work comes from? Can you call anything he does Gaga, or is it more specific and the work that he produces is beyond Gaga? It's a really good question. A lot of people ask me that. Gaga isn't, uh, doesn't have any choreographic uh, base to it. It's a form of movement exploration, and 
because it during gaga you discover so many things about the body and you work again on such a deep level it gives the dancers studying gaga a really a really detailed and and again deep understanding of of how they move and how they can move and the possibilities that there are in their bodies for movement so from this sort of canvas then he like takes it to another level in his choreographies and he he does put movement onto it but it's it's from this like understanding that these dancers have that gaga has given them and this is why i think that when you see bacheva dance and when people are so wowed by them it's because they train in gaga not just because ohad has taken dancer x and dancer y from wherever and then put his choreography on them right because i i've seen some of ohad's work on other companies that haven't been his company bacheva and it's not the same it really isn't it's so different they they don't come from that same mentality because they don't uh, train in gaga every day so the work the the work that they produce the choreography that they that they produce with their bodies isn't uh, isn't the same at all and how much of gaga as a movement language is actually formal like is any of it based on shapes and producing those those types of movements which are really associated with ohad or is it very much just a, an internal exploration of, of movement it's very very much an internal exploration of movement um, every dancer who's participating in a gaga class or of course non-dancer really just has his or her own experience and and nothing is invalid like uh, as a teacher i would just give different prompts and different guidelines and different uh, sort of segues into into the movement exploration that uh, i want to focus on but that dancer ultimately is in charge of his or her own experience so they can take it wherever they want they can play with the intensity if i'm asking them to go at 100% and they don't feel like it's right for them then they can work at 30% or 20% or if there's an injury that's that's the great thing about gaga that you can do it if you're you know if you're pregnant or if you're if you have a serious injury you can and it can also almost be therapeutic too because it's such a such deep work and such such an aware way of working with the body that uh It's, it can be healing. In a more practical kind of viewpoint, like when you do, uh, when you give a Gaga class, what is the structure going to be like of the class? Like, how do you approach the the teaching of Gaga? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. Again, it's there's two distinct ways. When when I'm teaching a, a people class, there's you know sort of a way that we, I teach that, and then if it's a dancer class, is another way. So, if I can start with maybe the dancer class. Um, They really do overlap. It's almost the same because we're still researching qualities and uh, textures and uh, different ways of moving. But in a dancer's class, the the, the difference is that we work with uh, set dancer vocabularies. Like we'll we'll do a tendu or we'll do a plié or we'll do jumps at the end. But not in the sense that I'm going to teach a jump sequence and then everyone's going to learn it. Uh, it. More in the sense that people work on jumps, on getting themselves off the floor, but with these added layers. Gaga is very much about layering things and about trying not to cancel what we did, what we researched at the beginning of class when we're doing uh, jumps or plies. And it's it just comes from a it's just sort of approaching these standardized, like I said, like a tendu, but uh, approaching it from a 
from a more maybe somatic place of how is it that we're doing the tondu? Where is the tondu coming from? Is it is it coming from deep within our centers, or is it uh, is it just our leg that's going out and shooting to the front? So it depends really what the, what the teacher wants to focus on that day. But we can do tondus in so many ways, and that's just yeah, yeah. <laughs> And is a lot of the approach based on biomechanics? Like you look at the technique like axis syllabus where they really look at the architecture of the body and the way the body moves in very almost scientific ways. Could you say that about Gaga? Is it much more of a felt kind of approach to the body? Um, It's a little bit of both. I keep telling people that I think, well, I think Ohad is a genius, but I think also that... uh, it's so interesting when I when I speak to him about how he came up with Gaga, because um, having studied at Laban and I know choreology and a little bit of uh, Laban's uh, movement uh, research and practice. Um, so when I went to the to have my first introduction to Gaga, I was like, "Oh, like have you heard of Laban? Have you heard of this and this and this?" And he's like, "No, I haven't heard of it." And I said, "Well, it's very similar." And and it's so interesting because everything that he came up with, although maybe it sounds like it's taken from yoga or whatever or whatever really he just discovered it on his own like he he researched his body on such a such a deep level that uh, he just came up with it from his own time exploring all the various things that he was interested in so it uh, it encompass- encompasses uh, different biomechanical um, movements that the body can do it also encompasses like i said textures or um you were, you were specifically speaking to feelings? Was it feelings or, sorry? The, like the way it's felt in a body, yeah. like the way your own perception of your body moving in space As rather well. than the, the, uh, the architecture of the body, the way like muscles and... Yeah, no, are known to move. So definitely the first one, and, and he's not so... He's not like a, like a physiotherapist or a... What is it called? Um... Um, that's it. He's not. He's not a kinesiologist. He doesn't really know that much about like, you know, the the construction of the body when it comes to which muscles and which bones and you know. So in class, although we're working all these things that can be classified very, very specifically, like he'll never refer to like your humerus or your um, quadratus lumborum. You know, it's just like it just it, it really does group everything together and it it does work on such a precise level and on like honing in on different parts of the body but without the terminology and without it's it actually makes it more accessible that way i haven't done access syllabus i don't really know but i I heard it's amazing and uh, i would love to try it but he doesn't specifically go to those things (laughs) in the description of gaga there's a lot of repetition about the pleasure of it mm-hmm. and the connection between effort and pleasure. And it even goes so far as to talk about laughter and being silly. I'm interested in when you're training to be a teacher, uh, where's the focus on that? And, and how are you taught to teach that? How are you taught mm-hmm. to bring that into your classes? Mm-hmm. Well, um, one of the things Ohad always uh, gets people to con- often <laughs> not always gets people to connect to is uh, a passion to move and uh, I think that is so so important especially for dancers well of course for everybody but I'll just speak uh, in terms of dancers because uh, dancers when they're taking class they're so almost so like cerebral or very focused on what they're doing or about performing it 
properly or getting the getting the movement the way the the teacher wants it to be but ohad is so much not about that but rather about like just moving and and being passionate about about moving in space and about your body moving i haven't heard any other class that at least classes i've taken that have asked uh, the dancers to sort of let go of everything else and to just be passionate about moving and dance and it really when you see the students and myself when i've experienced it in class like focusing on that and sort of like releasing everything else it uh, produces like a whole other level of of movement because the origin is different the 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 reason that they're doing even if it's the same move like raising their arm up if they're raising their arm up from a place of like passion about raising their arm up it like it just changes everything so much and again that's why when i see the company perform it's like it's different they they don't look the way other companies do when when they're dancing because like they're just so passionate about about their bodies and about every little thing that's going on in their bodies as a teacher do you feel responsibility to make sure that that the people that you're instructing are feeling that do you have approaches to that or? um everyone really is in charge of their own experience as i said but i can i can help them i can inspire uh, ins- well, i can inspire um of course uh, in gaga the teachers doing uh, constantly as much as the the participants are doing so um i haven't spoken a lot about the structure of the class in terms of well you did ask <laughs> but um basically a, a gaga class is an hour to an hour and 15 minutes in length and you do not stop moving the whole time um there's no pauses or breaks or you know it's just your whether it's the smallest movement to the largest movement there's always some movement happening in the body even for the teacher so uh when you speak of inspire i'm also doing so when i speak about passion to move and of course i have um words that i can use to sort of incite that and to to get people to connect to it but i'm also connecting to it and and gaga is very much um pro imitation so if if you know the the student uh, wants to imitate the teacher or other dancers it's so encouraged i i've only taken one gaga class in my mm-hmm. life actually with you mm-hmm. and one thing that i felt really interesting was um the approach to this very fluid disconnection of the the different limbs and parts of the body so that they become very mobile mm-hmm. but always also connected so mm-hmm. the, it, it, you never disconnect but you also focus a lot on liberating uh different aspects of your body so that the the flow is constant th- through your body mm-hmm. how do you approach that so that you can create this connection even by extending the body in so many different directions and ways so there's there are so many key terms or key uh, investigations in gaga and one of them directs relate relates directly to this and it is what we call um traveling stuff <laughs> so if you've noticed well I, i haven't mentioned that many of the terms we use but uh, it's very accessible it's very like plain words so that everyone can understand it it's not it's not sophisticated at all so like traveling stuff so um when we're moving in gaga we always want to be aware of the fact that there's things that are actually always moving within us and if we think about it well duh right there's our blood there's energy there's whatever so not even when we're totally still we're actually not totally still so we're 
constantly try as a teacher I'm constantly trying to uh, bring awareness to this when I'm teaching so even if I'm s- then speaking about the fingers you know if the layers that I've been layering during the class are are working then the people are still connected to this traveling stuff and it gives more of a sense of of totality and completion even in in the smallest uh, minute um investigations of the body so actually um gaga is really it's about the whole more than it is about uh the individual parts of the body so even when we're focusing on like an individual part we never forgetting the whole or we're trying very hard not to and and that is a difficult thing uh, many times when i've taken classes or given classes i can see that if i'm focusing on the ankle the rest of the body if i look actually there's nothing happening in it so it really takes time to to get a grip on this when you're doing gaga it, uh, it doesn't happen overnight so um but it's a very very important part of gaga so you're right after your investigations uh, into gaga have you returned to either theater or social dance or something and and to see the impact that that information has had on your body well i haven't done theater or uh, social dance for a very long time but in terms of my dancing other just other people's movement or 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 creating my own movement uh, for sure it's it's a gaga is uh, definitely a part of me now and uh, as i continue to investigate it because it never really ends it's it's totally endless yeah i feel i feel like my approach to move any kind of movement has drastically changed because of of my time spent studying gaga any specifics that you could pinpoint of things that have changed for you well what we were just speaking about uh the um whole body the wholeness of the body even when we're when we're doing uh, the smallest little movements um i'm sort of speaking more about myself but i've always kind of been very much into details like almost too much sometimes but <laughs> what was amazing is that gaga actually heightened that even more it uh not not only heightened it but it sort of made me understand detail on a different level Do you feel that Gaga um as a movement language leaves a, a sort of signature on the body that 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 can become difficult sometimes to reconcile with other choreographers signatures? I mean it's sort of an extension of Allison's question where do you ever feel that you need to fight a bit against that Gaga being in your body so that you can correspond to what a choreographer is looking for? I think if you're an open-minded dancer then it it shouldn't. It you can always take what what you know f- about Gaga and what you've discovered through Gaga to anything that you're doing. Even if like in Gaga we don't like t- we don't uh connect to a collapsed body very rarely. We don't really succumb to gravity. But then I've thought about this often but then we, when when we're talking about a, a technique like release technique that's very much the opposite right but you can still i think you can still connect to this in gaga we we float as sort of as our base uh, base way of of being and even if you're working on on release which is it's it's succumbing to the gravity that is around us i still think that you can you can connect to the floating and it in fact it'll just uh give you more softness in your landing in your moving in your floor work and anything so it doesn't one doesn't have to cancel the other 
with the approach to floor work when you when you actually drop down on the floor is, is that something that is at all explored in in gaga teaching like is it something that you ever did when you were at bacheva learning the technique or is it something that is sort of overlooked I think floor work today has like a has an aesthetic that people always associate it with but really if we're just speaking about floor work it means the body on the floor then then no because uh, Ohad often choreographs sequences on the floor but it's not that european floor work aesthetic of the release and the over the shoulders and all that right he he doesn't necessarily do that but um in gaga class we do go on the floor every class we we have a, a section of the class where we're on the floor exploring different things exploring the same things that we're doing standing but either horizontally or, or on the floor in some way so it's it is not an omitted um, facet and when you were talking about um gaga for dancers you were talking about using all of this approach all of this type of philosophy but using traditional dance movements also with like relevés and mm-hmm. tendus and everything is it going to be the type of technique uh when you use that for that that would be more classical or ballet techniques but approach through gaga movement or is there a variety of more dance techniques that are used to sort of combine with gaga no it's mostly this, these classical terms but i think that I've been taking a modern class in a little while but my experience is that we also do those in modern like we'll do tendus and um yeah relevés or plies and all that it's mostly just the classical approach that we layer on top with the with the gaga vocabulary I'm just thinking the thing that came to mind was like oh do we do uh bounces right and <laughs> we mm-hmm. don't uh, for example but uh but we work with so many other things that I guess the body will eventually could get there anyways if it wanted to to doing a bounce. <laughs> Have you taken a ballet or more classical dance uh, class recently and did, like if you did did you feel a difference in how you approach those classes now? I haven't taken a ballet class recently and and if I had I probably would have been so caught up in what am I doing <laughs> that uh I don't know if I would have been like okay connect to the gaga in me uh but ideally that is what you would love to it would be good to do if you had a a really good handle on your on your ballet technique then taking the gaga classes and uh, being able to apply the gaga to your ballet class would be would i think would ex- would change your experience of doing ballet a lot like significantly and it would probably be a really cool experience <laughs> do you have any insight into where the the name gaga came from <laughs> yeah I've heard Ohad say so many different things about it. One of them being very simple saying that he just got really tired of saying Ohad Naharin's movement language. It was such a wordy wordy title and he thought that it was worthy of it, its own name. So uh he played around with different things and he just thought of Gaga. Another thing I've heard him also say is that uh he wanted it to be Kaka, but he thought that wouldn't be appropriate. And then he's also said um gaga is like it's like it's a sound right it's it's almost like a primal word <laughs> that uh, anybody can say whether it's a baby or a 90-year-old person um and that just speaks to the fact that uh, anybody can do gaga and it's again not sophisticated it's just it's the body it's everyone and everyone has it this uh, actually brings me back to the way you 
you give those Gaga for the people classes. And it's something that, you know, as, as dancers, we might not think about all of the like uh, beneficial effects that something like this could have on people who are not dancers. And what do you feel is the, the value of people who are non-dancers taking a Gaga class? How do you feel that it can enrich in their lives? Well, I think the thing that I love the most about Gaga is how free it is. And this is something that anyone can benefit from, whether it's me, another dancer, or a regular person. So just the freedom and the time with your own body. A, a big part of Gaga is that, well, there's a few rules, and one of them is that no mirrors are allowed and no one is allowed to watch. So this is something that can be so nice for, for anyone that it doesn't necessarily feel very good in their own skin or um, is uncomfortable with their body or doesn't enjoy moving their body. So taking a Gaga class for people who have you know, just come from their 9 to 5 job, they go to the community center, they go to the studio and they take this class that is totally and 100% just for themselves and um, and about awakening their bodies it's uh, I think it's a it's a gift and it because uh, I've taken many people classes and I enjoy teaching them as well it's so rewarding to see the experiences that these regular people have when they take class it's just like their the smiles on their faces it's it really is a joy and and I haven't found anywhere to teach people classes in Montreal, but I'm searching, and I would love to find a, a place to teach it. I was recently listening to an, an acceptance speech that Ohad gave for the American Dance Festival, the award that he uh, received for Lifetime Achievement. I think it was a few years ago now, but uh, he, in his short speech, uh, he made a request for dancers, and uh, the most important of that for me was uh, his claiming that everyone should that we should all abolish mirrors <laughs> and that they spoil the soul <laughs> i thought that was a beautiful thing and i, I do agree with that very much <laughs> you're making me think of uh way back when on the old show we had uh, some scottish dancers on and they were talking about scottish dancing and how it just makes people happy and how uh, there's like a social aspect to it and then you're being physical and there's the endorphins and and, and that excitement so it just made me think um, that kind of these people gaga classes has something in common with with social dance in, in a way I, do you feel that um yes and no i think that uh what it can have in common with social dance is sort of the happiness aspect that you mentioned but really it is very individual and when you're taking a class you're really not focused on what other people are doing unless unless you want to to imitate them <laughs> for example um it, it really is just a journey with oneself and one's own body so and it is that that gives people the pleasure and the the happiness, less the fact that I'm interacting and being social with uh, with my partner or with uh, right. the person I'm I'm in contact with in the class. There's something too in in that no one's watching, that everyone in the room is participating, mm -hmm. and that I'm assuming with the people class that it's not about creating a presentation. No. And I think that too, in the way it's about it's about the here and the now and the moving for the sake of the moving you're totally right and and the reason there are these rules some people have a hard time with them um it 
it's really just to create a safety like place for for people to to walk into this room and know that they won't be judged they will they will go through a really really beautiful journey with themselves but uh but it'll just be that and then when they walk out the door it'll just you know it'll be something they experienced and and it'll ultimately have changed them and changed maybe the way they they feel with themselves for the rest of the day or the rest of the week yeah it's like can i guess it can be like a little sacred sacred hour for for those people and that's that's where the happiness comes from i think from what I gather, there seems to be this uh, moving away from the performative aspect of dance, even in the Gaga for Dancers classes. Do you feel that sometimes it can be hard for people to to move away from that, for, to move away from trying to perform for even for the, the other dancers or around them? Hmm. I think it's possible for sure. And sometimes, you know, people, if they tune out and then they're just doing their own thing, but um, but if they're really focused and working, then there are so many other things that they're focusing on that they can't, they can't be performing. They're, they're just like, uh, like their body is a laboratory. And if, if they're investigating that and they're dissecting what they have, then, then they can't really focus so much on, on uh, how they look or, or if someone's looking at them. But people can go through that, and it is an hour and 15 minutes of moving nonstop, so the journey is very, you know, up and down, and people can go in and out. But uh, I've been in classes, especially when I was uh, in, in Israel, uh, taking class with the company, and then they would have a guest come in, a guest from outside, whether they're from another company or not. And then uh, you can, that person stands out like... <laughs> A sore thumb. It's it's so funny because they'll they'll be there and they'll start moving and then the first instruction is just like, look for small stretches uh, in your, you know, between your rib cage, right? And and that person is like all going all out and they're they're doing something that totally wasn't even asked for, you know. So so those people are probably more performing, you know, but. The, then it's the job of the teacher to bring that person down and to be like, okay, wait a second, everyone, let's just come to stillness. Okay, float. From here, let's do that. And then and then everyone does reach the same level and starts working from the same place. But I have experienced people do things like that. Well, actually then, I'd like to talk about the other side of the coin where you use Gaga as a choreographic tool to create something that will be performative. How do you, like from your experience, how is that approach to use a movement language that is so much about the internal and the exploration of your own movement to something that will be meant for an audience? Well, that's also the thing about Gaga that even just because you're you're focusing uh, internally, we, we don't always only focus internally and we can work small but be big. So that's the thing about Gaga that we we can actually it's, there's lots of um, not just juxtapositions, but uh, contradictions that we explore in the body. We we look for contradictions. So when you do Gaga, you you there's such a gamut of things that we we explore and that we research. That when you're performing, it doesn't matter if you're just moving your little finger on stage. It can still be projected and seen, you know, in the on the other side of the theater. So as we've established already, you're the only person in Canada who's teaching Gaga. 
and a lot of people aren't aware yet of Batsheva and of Ohad Naren. Um, however, when you were talking about your auditioning, uh, you had people from all over the world who were interested in this training program. Uh, I'm wondering if you could take the temperature for us of of Batsheva and of Gaga globally. What is what is happening there in terms of its people's awareness of it, and where is it going? Mm-hmm. Well, I think amongst dancers and professional dancers, uh, Bacheva is, is a known company and a known word and name. However, I don't think that's the case with regular people that aren't dance audience. I'm sure that uh, anyone you speak to, if they've seen a Bacheva show, they have very positive things to say about their experience and about what they saw. So I think all over the world, people people know if if the company has come to perform in their town and if they've seen the show, then the word of Batsheva will be known, especially in Europe, also Russia and, and in Asia. I'm not sure why in Canada I found that a lot of people don't know so much about them. They have been here in, in Montreal, they've been in Toronto, they've been in Ottawa in the past, but uh, I, I can't really say why they haven't... Uh, reached as far in our country. <laughs> Can you predict its growth? I mean, it, it seems to me that it's uh, just picking up speed now with the teacher training program just starting off. Mm-hmm. With the with the teachers that have, have graduated from the program now being in their respective countries and teaching it, right? Mm-hmm. You're very right. Uh, and again, like I said, it's, it's, that was Ohad's scope. He really wanted to reach out of Israel when it came to, to people being exposed to Gaga. So slowly and slowly, you know, people are teaching in all over Europe, really, in Belgium, in uh, Switzerland, uh, in Poland, uh, in London. So uh, I think uh, with this flow, outflow of us, I think uh, more and more people will, will get to know it and start taking classes. And I think it's only time until... Everyone has tried Gaga. <laughs> and more specifically for Montreal dancers, what kind of opportunities to train in Gaga do you know about, which would be not too far, like other than going to Israel for professional workshops there? Every summer there is a Gaga intensive that takes place in New York City. And uh, company members uh, that are stationed in that live in um, in Tel Aviv, they'll go and they'll teach repertoire and Gaga every day for the duration of the intensive. So that's an opportunity. It's not that far for us here. Otherwise, uh, there are regular classes that are taught in New York at uh, DNA or Dance New Amsterdam, uh, for example, Mark Morris as well. Um, But otherwise, you'd have to go further down in the States. Like, uh, there's uh, a teacher in Texas. There are a few teachers in San Francisco. Uh, in Colorado, there's one teacher. In uh, Minnesota, there's another. So that's about everyone, though. And then me up here. <laughs> yeah, you're established in Montreal now. Yeah. Uh, th- this past year, you were teaching at 303 for a weekly class, mm-hmm. which was one of their open classes. So I guess that one was more uh, Gaga for the people type, where you really approached in this uh, this everybody is moving kind of way. Mm-hmm. Uh, will you be giving classes for professional dancers also? Mm-hmm. Uh, You're right. Uh, The classes that I was teaching at Studio 303 were in the evening, and uh, I was 
doing a Gaga People class there because I understood that the audience was more, uh, it could be anybody. But in fact, most of the people that came were dancers, <laughs> except for a few. So I still had to stay true to it being a people class. But uh, I uh, will be teaching again at Studio 303, also people classes starting September. But I'll be doing uh, dancer classes at Ballet Divertimento as of the end of August uh, on Tuesdays and Saturdays. Uh, so those will be an hour and 15 minutes in length and they will be dancer classes. And I will also, at Studio 303 next uh, year in April, will teach a week uh, workshop uh, that I've titled Gaga and Improvisation Composition. And then sooner than that, uh, at uh, the RQD, I'll be teaching a week of dancer classes uh, in October. And I got the impression when you mentioned briefly that you are also dancing for other people in a, in a performative sense. Where can we uh, see you perform in the near future? <laughs> well, uh, because I've listened recently to some of your podcasts, you're, uh, a topic of discussion is the Zone Homa Festival. Um, there's a choreographer from Barcelona that's coming. I um, don't know if you've heard. Margarita. Yes. Uh, she's part of the group uh, from Barcelona called... Uh, Les Filles Follaines, and I'm going to be participating in her creation and uh, in the performance of that at the end of August. So I'm looking forward to participating. It's going to be really, really fun, I think, and they seem like interesting people and that they make interesting work. So come on down. <laughs> so for more information, um, I recently just got a little website set up. It's still under construction, um, but do check back. Uh, but the information is there if you want to reach me or see what classes I'm teaching in the city. It's uh, simply lauratoma.ca. Well, we've been speaking with Laura Toma this uh, this lovely afternoon about Gaga, which is Ohad Naren and Bacheva Company's uh, movement language from Israel. And uh, as we've mentioned a couple times, Laura is the only one who's teaching it here in Canada. So keep an eye out for her. Laura, thank you so much for coming on the show today and talking to us. Thank you so much for having me, guys. <laughs> Dirty Feet is recorded every week at the Montreal Improv Theater. Check them out at montrealimprov.com. Dirty Feet is produced and hosted by Alison Burns, JD Papillon, Joanie Parent, and distributed by No More Radio. You can find more about our show at nomoradio.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Dirty Dirty Feet, and you can find us on Facebook at Dirty Feet Podcast. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Oh.